This is Magic and Monorails Podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Melissa. And I'm Mamiya. Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to do the parks differently. Hello everyone, Melissa here. It is just going to be me today, flying solo, because I'm actually recording this episode really last minute. Um, I totally realize it's a holiday weekend, but what I didn't realize was that it would mess up my schedule (laughs) completely. And you know what? It worked out really well because the episode that I had planned today was really honestly just uh, me, myself, and I. So thanks so much for joining on today's episode. We are going to talk all about my park prepping strategy from snacks to the apps on your phone, outfits, accessories, and basically what to like mentally prepare for when you're heading to the parks as well. So the mental notes I think are the most um, not shared things I would say. So let's get into it. Let's talk about what to prepare yourself for. And let me tell you, I'm going to be honest, just stop preparing. I mean, there's so many blogs and all of these tips and tricks. And I know I would fall into that category too. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, just do what feels good. Stop Googling things. Stop overthinking it. And just have fun because I'm going to break the news to you. You're going to miss out on something that you had originally planned. And if you don't, that's amazing. I definitely have had trips where I plan a ton of things and I never miss out on the things that I planned. But here's the deal. It's because I go almost every month. So I would say, especially if you are not a frequent goer or even a local Stop trying to overplan your stuff and just go and experience it. Do a couple of dining reservations throughout your vacation. It has gotten to the point where you do have more flexibility. And I am a true believer that if something that you wanted ends up not being available, then it wasn't meant to be and you're going to experience something new and cool anyways. That's my mini rant. But in all seriousness, when it comes to like mentally preparing for things, I think the one thing that we just have a really hard time with is finances. And me in particular, I really did not want to spend any extra money that I didn't have to. For example, I hated that I had to spend extra money on Genie Plus. I'm a pass holder, guys, and I still don't want to spend the $15 or $30 or $45 when my whole family goes every single day. So I'm going to be real here. I think you can get away without it. But I also think that if you want the ultimate experience, meaning not standing in long lines, which I guess is part of an experience in itself, but you know what I mean, then definitely plan on investing. This is one thing that I, again, would recommend like winging it. Like if you wake up and you feel like you want to sign up for it, then do it. This is something that you now don't have to, and you actually can't pre-purchase anymore. So hands down, Genie Plus, it's a love-hate relationship, but please just mentally prepare yourself to spend that extra $15 per person per day. Now I will say that if you don't go that route and just, you just do one like lightning lane purchase, I also think that that's super valuable. You can basically walk onto one ride of your day. And I think that if you're on a budget, 
and you can't spend $15 a person and $8 seems more doable, especially if you have a large family, like that can save 10, 20, 30, $40, depending on how large your group or your family is. So I highly recommend even just trying to do something like a single lightning lane. I, I really do feel like this experience changes the park experience and yes, it's a positive change. I think the negative is, is that we have to spend money for it. But as Disney has pointed out, this upgrade to your ticket is so much more affordable than any other park out there. Let's take Universal, for example. I will say, though, that Universal is a little bit more flexible because you don't have to reserve your time. And you also can get the option of like the unlimited pass where you go basically as many times as you want. Um, I see benefits to both. I also see negatives to both. It's really on what your park experience or your ultimate park experience looks like to you. Um, But I think at the end of the day, just having the opportunity to get to use Lightning Lane is, is really affordable when you compare it to the other options that other parks have and that they offer. Again, frustrating that you have to pre-schedule them. I have had multiple days, especially at Hollywood Studios, where I purchased Genie Plus and I was not able to even use it twice. I only was able to use it once. And I was so frustrated and guest service line was super long, so I didn't even feel like going to complain. I just called it a loss and a learning experience. And I honestly, to this day, could not tell you what I was doing wrong. I will say big part of that factor was that I was not there at park open. I didn't get there until about 1 PM and a lot of things were already booked and it was just a busy day overall. The other thing that I highly recommend to mentally prepare yourself for is spending extra money that you didn't budget for. So budget, rebudget, over budget as much as you can, because there's always going to be something. There's going to be a merch drop, or there's going to be this new treat, or this new cocktail that was released. It just so happens every time I go, there's something, like, not extreme, but something really extraordinary that gets released or is announced when I'm there, and I end up usually going over a budget by $100 at minimum, especially if it's just me. If it's my family, we'll definitely exceed that. So be prepared. I mean, this trip is not a cheap trip already and you're already there. So I'm going to be honest with you and it's probably the rare opinion. Um, Spend the money. Just do it because I have multiple times not sent the money, gone home thinking, oh, I can order this online, not realizing it's a parks exclusive or it's just sold out and it's never coming back. That's happened to me so many times. So story is, is if you see it, just get it because you can always return it later or gift it if it's not for you. But I will say that nine times out of 10, actually 10 out of 10, 10 times out of 10, that if I've wanted an item, I walked away, didn't buy it. And I've never been able to get my hands on it since. Luckily, I have some really great, amazing friends and some, um, personal shoppers that will find some stuff for me. But other than that, it's been challenging to get my hands on merch after I've walked away when I've had the chance to purchase it. My last thing that I will say that I feel like isn't really talked about very much. And again, some people, some people have different needs than me. 
I go to the parks to take pictures. I go to the parks to take content and to accumulate content for my brand. I understand that there are people out there who can roll out of bed, not do a darn thing, not even brush their teeth, throw on mismatched socks and hodgepodge colors and be super, super happy at the parks and take all the pictures and love life. And I admire you for it, but that's not me. So me being this extra, extra person of having outfit changes and different shoes and you name it, um, it's not because I want to be, (laughs) I don't even know what to call it. It's not because I want to do it, honestly. It's because I only have a certain amount of time to get to the parks and I need content and I need different content, which means outfit changes. So I think for me, one thing that I discovered recently was locker rentals. I cannot believe how long I've been sleeping on this, you guys. I've been lugging around my itchy backpack, sweating my butt off, literally, and wearing the same sweaty clothes because I was just too stubborn to bring a change of clothes or honestly, baby wipes. Like, so what if you don't have kids? So what if you're solo? Bring baby wipes. It's so refreshing to be able to clean up especially after it's a super hot day and you're going to stay all night and you want to just get into some different clothes, life changer. And it's, you can get a locker that will fit your backpack and a few other things, even a popcorn bucket. I think I squeezed in there for $10, $10 for the entire day, especially if you're buying merch. I just don't understand how there's so many people that walk around like carrying their merch. I mean, I get it. You're proud. You spent a lot of money. You might want to have access to it. But I would rather walk back and forth getting the things that I need for my photos or whatever I'm using. Um, Hands down, we bring water bottles because the park water tastes like fish water. I mean, it tastes like it came out of a fish tank. (laughs) And I am just so baffled at why I was so cheap for so long because this $10 a day changed my life. I ended up bringing, honestly... A bottle, a bottle of water at the parks costs like $5 per bottle. Honestly, that's two water bottles right there that you could have just brought on your own and the locker was basically free. So just rethink your spending, be prepared. And then to top it all off, I brought six water bottles. So now I'm actually saving money. <sighs> Rant over. I'm just like, I'm the reason I'm so worked up is because I'm more mad at myself that it took me this long to figure out how valuable these darn lockers were. And I think again, is one of those things that just don't wait for it. Just do it, do it right when you get there, because you can drop your lunch off. You can drop your drinks off. I also like need a Coca-Cola. I just need it. So instead of spending $6 at the parks, I brought my own Coke from the vending machine that cost me $1 at my resort. And it was life-changing because it gave me that boost of sugar that I needed and I didn't spend $6 in the parks. So those are my three things to like basically prepare for mentally and to just stop arguing with yourself in your head on what's worth it and what's not. Because for me, I don't know why I would go and spend hundreds of dollars on this experience and be stingy over a $10 locker. And in the grand scheme of things, Yes, it adds up and I get it. And some people just don't have the extra $10 because that could mean, okay, you're not getting a snack. You're not getting this. But my argument is, is if you're ever buying a water or a drink, when you can bring them yourself, you're going to be saving money by investing in that $10 locker. So stop arguing with yourself. 
just say yes. Just do all the things. Trust me, it's worth it. And I'm going to be honest, you don't have to do all the things, and but your trip is going to be a little bit more like you will have to navigate. You will have to pre-plan more. And by no means am I saying, oh, don't go to Disney if you don't have the money to do that. I am definitely not discrediting those budget trip people because that is me 85% of the time. There are days, there are weeks where I go to Disney and I do not do any upgrades. I'm bare bones. I carry my backpack. I carry everything with me because I just don't want to spend that extra money. So I get it. I just am saying that if this is a battle that you're going through in your head and you have the means to do it, just do it or figure it out because it will make your trip that much easier, in my opinion, especially if you have children. So let's move on to snacks because that also involves my kiddo who is such a picky eater and in the best ways possible, mind you. She's not a picky eater where she only wants mac and cheese and chicken nuggets because she'd be beside herself. She does not love either of those things. She likes steak and salmon. So when it comes to my lovely daughter, Amia, we have to really pre-plan snacks because this girl will not snack on a hot dog. She will not snack on a spring roll. She wants steak and salmon. So I then bring snacks from home that I know that will at least fulfill her until I can get her to a sit-down meal because I'm not going to do a sit-down meal three meals a day. So I do have to supplement a lot of what we eat by snacks. And I learned along the way the things that I absolutely love to bring and things that I can live without. So let's start with the things that I can live without. Fruit snacks. Live without them. Especially on a hot day, they get gooey, ooey, ugh, just gross. The other thing that I've just learned to just stop trying to bring is fresh fruit. Even with a cooler or, you know, ice, it just never works out. They get soggy. They get squished. Um, We are huge fans of fresh fruit, so that is a challenge. But honestly, like, we'll just go get a cup of fruit somewhere and just snack on it there. The other thing that I've stopped trying to bring is anything salty. I no longer bring chips. I no longer bring pretzels. It just really kind of sets us in for or sets us puts us in a little bit of like a slump when it comes to hydration because you know salty foods dehydration it's correlated so the things that we've pivoted to bringing are like lighter things like rice snacks peanut butter carrots grapes I will bring just because they are like thick enough that you know once you put them in a, a ziploc bag they'll be okay but I also learned to start packing things in Tupperware I really, really try my best to not use Tupperware, especially plastic stuff. Um, So we make sure that when we do bring Tupperware that we bring it home with us, we wash it, we reuse it um, because I'd rather not use like plastic baggies or anything. Um, What we actually do use, we use like the biodegradable plastic bags. We also use um, these wax wraps too which I know is not ideal when you're traveling, but we are, we try to be very conscious because we do have a lot of wasteful things when we're at the parks, like our water bottles and our Coca-Cola plastic bottles and everything like that. So, um, mainly like things that we love eating at home that might be a little bit more challenging to bring to the parks. Those are what we enjoy the most at the parks. Let's just be honest. We don't love goldfish. We're not really a family that loves applesauce. So it has been challenging to like find things. Um, we really do love to bring pickles 
We like to bring deli meat. We'll make like a cheese deli lettuce roll up. Yes, those are still like challenging to keep fresh, but we found ways to do it again, just by bringing like lots of ice and a cooler. They let you do that as long as the ice is in Yes, a plastic bag, but again, you can find really sustainable like sources for those plastic baggies. Um, we also really, really try to stay away from anything too sugary, but again, like we need our sugar pick me up. So sometimes when we do need that sugar pick me up, we will bring the like compressed fruit, um, sticks. They're like fruit snacks, but they're, I wish I I wish the name is like blanking and I even wrote it down in my notes and now I can't find it, but they're like those ones that you can get even at target. You can get like the organic or even they have regular like strawberry fruit bars. And essentially it's just like really great, um, fruit snacks that are condensed all into like one little strip. And we like those when we're needing something fruity or something a little bit more sugary. We also have started packing like mayonnaise packets. Um, pre-chopped celery and tuna and we'll even bring bread and we'll make tuna sandwiches in the park. We'll just like sit down on Main Street and pull out all of our fixings and make a tuna sandwich in the park. And honestly, it's like really great to do things on a budget as well, but we also feel a little bit more sustained than had we just had like a hamburger or something. Um, I will also say that when it comes to snacks too, we really are fickle. Like our cravings change every once in a while. So there also have been times where we bring a ton of snacks and we don't eat any of them and they just stay in the locker, which I think again, just shows the benefit of having that locker because when it comes down to it, I feel less guilty if I don't eat those snacks because they've just been held in the locker and I can just bring them back to the resort rather than walking around all day, carrying all these snacks that we never ate. I'll almost be a little bit more grumpy and irritated. Now let's talk phone apps. This is something that I never really thought of, but it's, if there are a little, if there are a few steps that I recommend. So obviously the MDE, the My Disney Experience app, everyone uses it to plan everything Disney related, but I'm even going to take it a step further. The food and wine app is so awesome. It's like interactive. You can upload things, you can rate things. It really is great to see like what food is at the festivals, where it is. Yes, they have those little booklets, but it also just kind of helps you pre-plan. And also if you have kiddos that you need to look at the menus a little bit ahead of time, it works great. My non-Disney apps that I highly recommend are Turo, T-U-R-O. If you haven't used it as far as renting a car, it's awesome. I love it. Very affordable. I've been able to find car rentals for under $30 a day. There's no deposit necessary. You do have to pay upfront in full. Um, but it's, it's really honestly so much cheaper than renting from like the airport or any other car rental area. Um, Turo so far I've rented five times with, I've never had an issue. I will be honest and I will never rent from somebody who is canceled last minute on a renter. So you can look at their ratings and sometimes it'll say like their rating was one star because they canceled late on a renter. Well, to me, that definitely deserves a one star rating because I don't want to be landing. And then all of a sudden you tell me that your car is no longer available to me because now I'm scrambling and now it's costing me way more money. My other option for um, 
you know, cars and whatever else is using, you know, a driving service. There are a ton out there and I've used a few, but I will say by far the one that we used for our honeymoon is really awesome. And they do have like an, it's not an app, but you can book things online. Very, very easy. It's called happy limo and they had great customer service. I will say it's a little less formal than I would expect, but they are really great and really nice. So I highly recommend them. Um, when it comes to having food delivered to your resort, zero out of 10 recommend Instacart. And here's why as of late, the more people I've talked to about this, I've discovered a lot of people have gotten their Insta or their Instacart hacked. And I, at one point when I was actually in Orlando on a trip had about 500 and some dollars multiple times taken out of my bank account for a so-called Instacart order, but there was nothing showing up in my order history. So what that tells me is either there was somebody really good at hacking my, my stuff, or honestly, it was an internal, internal job. I don't know. I'm not pointing fingers, but I kind of am. Either way, I would say as much as I try not to shop at Walmart, Walmart's delivery service is pretty decent. It's also really affordable. Um, but there's also, you know, Target, they do shipped. They have that um, delivery service as well. All you need to do is input your hotel address. You don't need your resort or your room number at the resort. When you place the order, you can always update it, update it if you need to. And it works out really well. The reason why I order from Walmart more than I normally would is because it's one of the only ones that I've been able to get alcohol and food delivered in at the same time from the same place. A lot of, um, places in Florida don't like have that option, especially when you're using Instacart. So for me, that was the most important user-friendly thing. And the Walmart app works is super user-friendly and it works really well when it comes to ordering both food and alcohol. All right, let's talk outfits and prepping. Some of the top things that I recommend for this are obviously using Pinterest and kind of pre-planning out your outfits. Also look in your closet, find a piece that you really like and see how you can accessorize it and make it work for your trip. Hands down, always pack layers. Every time I don't do it, I'm regretting it. I always recommend for ladies, leggings and a sweatshirt, for guys, sweatpants and a sweatshirt or something, long pants. I don't know. My husband always wears pants, so it doesn't matter for him. He'll always have pants with him, but it can get chilly. And if it rains, it really gets chilly, especially if you're soaking wet. So being able to have some layers to kind of throw over or change out and warm you up is really helpful. I also recommend packing cubes. It helps you organize your day. Um, and especially when it comes to like putting clothes together and putting outfits together, I like to just pack them. And then I tend to forget about what I packed. So like I'll repack and unpack and repack and packing cubes just make it super easy because you can basically just like put a sticker on, say like, this is day one, this is the park we're at. And also then I can pack my whole family's stuff together and then I'll know, okay, when I'm looking at this cube, I know that the outfit that I had planned for our first day is all in this cube. I don't need to reopen it for the 10th time to make sure that I have the matching pair of ears packed with it. I highly recommend those. I actually just recently started using them and I love them. When it comes to accessories, I always recommend starting simple because you're probably going to find something that you like at the parks. But if I had to say anything, I always underpack my ears. I never pack enough ears because I either think, oh, I'm going to buy more, which I do, 
but I always want more pictures and I feel like ears are the easiest way to change your outfit and get more content or even just, you know, have a different vibe or whatever the case may be. So if one of my recommendations that I would like strongly stand by would be, would be packing extra ears. Very, very important to me as of late. My last tip is essentially sit down, use a spreadsheet, write it out, use Pinterest, whatever it is that you do to plan, just involve your family with it. It's super fun to do that. And if your family isn't going and you're doing a solo trip, involve your friends, involve your Facebook group, involve your Instagram followers. Like it's just so fun to get people's ideas. I have been able to really up my game with planning for the parks outfits, everything else, just by involving people on social media. And it's made it really exciting because I have discovered so many new things that have just completely changed my life when it comes to planning for the parks. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and listening to me passionately rant about all of the things that I recommend when you're planning a trip to the parks. And I appreciate you tuning in to learn how to do Disney differently. We'll see you next week.